The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. We are going to be looking at the new Superman. Hallelujah. You know the new Superman? Are you the new Superman? Hallelujah. Tell someone, I'm a Superman. In the earth, there are three kinds of men. There are three kinds of men. And they can be classed based on their spiritual condition. The first class classification of men that is used most of the time is based on their spiritual condition. The first class is called the natural man. The natural man is the man that is separated from God. You see this in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. The old King James says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You see that? The natural man. In Ephesians 4 verse 17 to 18, the Bible says, this I, test, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Verse 18, it says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated or separated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Are we together? The second one is called the canal man. The word canal is from the Latin word cane, which means meat. We say carnivorous animals, animals that eat meat. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1, Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto canal, even as unto babes in Christ. See, the canal man is a Christian, but he's dominated by his body. See, he's a Christian, but he's dominated by his body. Verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto until now you were not able to bear it, yet are you now able. Verse 3. It says, For you are yet carnal, whereas there's among you envying and strife and divisions. Are you not carnal and walk as men? And this is where you find most Christians. Most Christians are in the class of carnal men. They are ruled by their bodies and their appetites. They have envies and quarrelings and, and strife. They find it hard to forgive. That's the kind of man. He's a Christian, but his body ruled. He's dominated by the body. His body ruled. He's a kind of man. The third stage is the spiritual man. This is a man that is governed by the word of God and the spirit. He is governed by the word and the spirit. And as a goal of God for every Christian. 
that we become spiritual men. See that? The spiritual man is a man of the spirit. The word of God rules his life. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, John 6, verse 63, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You see that? The spiritual man is governed by the word. is governed by the spirit. In Romans 8, verse 6, Romans 8, verse 6, it says, for to be carnally minded is death. You see that? That's the carnal Christian. Then he says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, give this to me in the Amplified Version. It says, now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and so peace, both now and forever. You see that? So the spiritual man, his mind is governed by the word of God. His perspective is word-based. Give me 1 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16. It says, but he that is spiritual judges all things. You see that? Yet he himself is judge of no man. Verse 16. It says, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but to have the mind of Christ. See, the spiritual man is able to bring you God's perspective on any issue. He's a spiritual man. His perspective is not governed by channels, CNN, or BBC. No, but by the Word of God. That's a spiritual man. Now, there are three races in the earth. This is classification based on your relationship with God. But according to the word of God, there are three races. How many races did I say there are? Three races. So God doesn't look at us as the black race and what? And the white race. No. God doesn't look at us that way. Because according to the Bible, God made all men from one blood. I remember the testimony of a man during the appetite. I mean, if you know the apartheid in South Africa, and they were killing black people. He was a white guy. And he said one day he was beating a black man, and he found out that the man was bleeding, and that the black man's blood was red. See, he had been taught that the black man was not like, is not a human being. They are not in the same level of being. But when he was beating the black man, he saw that the blood was red. And it dawned on him that the black man is a human being. You see that? Let's look at Acts 17, verse 26. It says, And he has made of one blood all nations of men, for the dwell on all the face of the earth. Did you see that? It says, God made from one blood all men, all human beings. I don't know what you've seen in the recent research 
scientists were putting out that they finally found out that uh, so, so, so whatever years ago that um, human beings came from two parents. It's in the Bible since now. It's a discovery. Hallelujah. I remember one time, I think it was a university or so, they did the research and they spent money to find out whether smiling makes you happy or if you are happy, you will smile. <laughs> Pray for the world. Amen. He has made of one blood all nations of men for the dwell on the face of the earth and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So in the earth, we have three races, but they have one natural root. And what's the natural root? What's the natural root? Huh? The natural root. Adam is the natural root. A made of one blood, all nations of men. For to dwell on all the face of the earth. Then he says, and at the time in the times before appointed. In other words, you were born at the right time. Nobody was born one day late. Then he says, and the bounds of the habitation. In other words, you were born at the right place. If you are Bielsa, you are a Bielsa, you were ordained to be a Bielsa. If you are Yoruba, you were ordained to be a Yoruba. If you are Igbo, you were ordained to be Igbo. If you are Wusa, you were ordained to be a Wusa. Are you following me? You are not a mistake. Thought I'd get a better amen. amen. But amongst this human race, God shows us something in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 32. It says, give none offense, neither to the Jews. The Jews refer to natural men that have a covenant with God. The Jew is a natural man that has a covenant with God through Abraham. Then the Gentiles have no covenant with God. They are separated from God. See? And the next, it says, not to the church of God. The church of God is a breed of people. When you read First Peter 2, 9, it says, you are a holy nation. You are a chosen generation. You are a peculiar people. You are a royal priesthood. We are a nation. Are you following me? The church is a nation. It is made up of Everyone from every tribe, every tongue, every people, every land. Turn again and amen. Say, I belong to the church. Yeah, it's a new, it's a new creation of being. All right. Now, the church of Jesus Christ, they are no ordinary people. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16, the Bible tells us, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. In other words, we don't deal with people based on what they are in the flesh. Ausa, Igbo, black, white, we don't see that. Yet, don't we have known Christ after the flesh? Yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. He says we don't judge people after the flesh. Why? Because the Bible tells us next verse, therefore, 
If any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Now, if there's a new creature, there was an old creature. You see, on earth, there are two orders of men. The order of men after Adam. And the order of men after Christ. Are you following me? See, I belong to a new order of men. Are you following me? The Christ order. I'm in Christ. The Bible says that as many of us who have been baptized into Christ, we have done what? We have put on Christ. When the Father looks at me, who does he see? Christ. The Christian is a superman. And we said because he is joined to God. See, I'm joined to God. Yeah, the Christian has been plugged into deity. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. He has been plugged into deity. The Bible says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is what? Is one spirit. He's no ordinary fellow. He's linked with God. See, I'm linked with God. Yeah, Colossians 1.24 speaks of the church, which is his body. See, it says, who, who now rejoice my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So the body is the church. And it lets us know that I am a part of the body of Christ. I'm a part of the body of Christ. Give me 1 Corinthians 6 verse 15. Look at this. Even your physical body. It says, know ye not that your bodies, your bodies are your bodies. Now, my spirit is joined to God. I'm joined to the Lord. I'm one spirit with him. But my body is also a member of Christ. So what doesn't happen in the body of Jesus shouldn't happen in my body. What Jesus wouldn't do with his body, I shouldn't do with my body. Come on now. Would Jesus smoke in Uh-huh. Then why do you smoke in so by all the eye up, Zion train is coming now away. Oh, 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 oh. And you are a Christian. Will Jesus go to the bar? Come on, talk to me now. Will Jesus go to the nightclub? Then why do you go there? See, because the, the, let me tell you, one real issue with the sin problem is an identity crisis. He says, know ye not. See, when Paul dealt with the issue of fornication and adultery in 1 Corinthians, he always dealt with the identity. He would say, know ye not. See, that means all sin is rooted in ignorance. So when you're living in sin, you are actually saying you don't know what is right. He says, know ye not that your bodies, your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of the house? said, God forbid. Lift your hands up. Say, these are the members of Christ. Yeah, your hands. Say, my hands are the hands of Christ. Then touch your body. Say, this is the body of Christ. Touch your heart. Say, this is the heart of Christ. You see that? See, live with that mentality. Because many of us live with the natural mentality. Say, oh boy, 
<laughs> you know, see my problem now smoke. If I see smoke, I go smoke. Pray for me, make I no smoke. You don't know who you are. The day it dawns on you who you really are, all these bad habits will just start dropping off your life. Are you following me? It says, know ye not that your bodies, your very body, this body, when I show up, Christ has shown up. You see that now? This body of yours. That's why some things I can't do. Not because I'm better than you. Because we are all children of God. But because there are certain things I know and I've chosen to believe and accept and endorse by my actions. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Ephesians 5 verse 30. Ephesians 5 verse 30. Let's read together. I want to read. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and what? Did you see that? Your bones are the bones of Christ. So you cannot have bone cancer. A woman had cancer in her breast. You know, we men, we have our own breasts as well. You know that? But it's not like your breast. And she said, Jesus, there is no cancer in your breast. I refuse to have cancer in my breast. She kept on saying it. And when she went for checkup, they checked. Is it mammogram? They called it. And they checked it. And there was no cancer anymore. See, the real issue in our lives is identity crisis. We don't know who we are. We define ourselves based on what we are in the flesh. And the Bible says we don't know any man how according to the flesh. Oh, girl, me, I just feel... Why are you afraid? <laughs> you know, say, five brother, my family, picking, pick, picking, bomb, picking the hard, may God help us, you know. You are judging yourself according to the flesh. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say, I'm a new creation. Give me 2 Corinthians 5 17 and give it to me in the amplified version. Amplify. It says, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, is a new creature, new creation, a new creature, how? All together. Then he says, the old, give it to me, previous moral and spiritual condition as what? Behold, the fresh and new as what? When you know this, now, many of you who have those spirits coming to meet you in the night, it will stop. So it's because you don't know who you are. It says, we are members of his own body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Whatever is not in the body of Jesus should not be in mine. The boy, I'll be human, me no. Human being the sickle. Apostle, don't go far. Me, I know that I know far is thou. No go to go make my mid devil, no go keep person. No. <laughs> Hear me. Don't look at yourself 
based on your natural ancestry. Because these eyes are the eyes of who? Talk to me. These eyes are the eyes of who? That's a strong one. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. And has put all things on my feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Give me verse 23. Which is his body? The fullness of him that fitted all in all. Are you aware that the fullness of God is in you? And as a child of God, you, you carry the fullness of God in you. Say, I carry the fullness of God. Say it again, say, I carry the fullness of God. That's why you're a superman. Give me Ephesians 3, 19. First of all, the old King James. Then we come to the new King James. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with what? With all what? With all what? Amplified version, please. Now you may really come to know practically, through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses men's knowledge without experience. Now you may be filled through all your being. Unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Look at your neighbor say, I'm full of God. See, when you begin to acknowledge these things, there's some things you'll not be able to do. Your friends say, ah, ah, what happened to you? Are we not all human beings? You've discovered who you really are. A king is a human being. Are you aware of that? But he knows who he is based on his natural ancestry. So he say, I am, I, am the, I am a king. My forefathers ruled this land. We don't talk like that. Ye have got little children and have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Say amen. See, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Say it again. That's what you are. See, as a child of God, there's no failure in you. The Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, I told you what that word means, and I'm going to say it again. The word is nikao, N-I-K-A-O. It means to subdue, to win. It means to prevail. To subdue, to subjugate, to conquer. Hear me. He didn't say, whatsoever born of God overcomes his village. The capacity to win anywhere is inside of you. If you go to Abuja, you will succeed. If you go to Lagos, you will succeed. If you go to America, you will succeed. Tell someone, I'm a winner. Give God praise for a moment. Are you following me? You better know this. In Philippians 4, 13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. The word is endunamo, which empowers me. That means there's a consistent flow of power inside of you. 
Now give it to us in the Amplified. The Amplified. He says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. Did you see that? Tell someone I'm ready for anything. Tell someone I'm ready for anything. Then he says, and equal to anything. That means there's nothing that comes away you can't handle. So now I get a better ray, man. It says, I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Then he says, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You alone can handle this challenge. I said, you alone can handle this challenge. Can I get a believing amen? Tell the person, I'm a superman. Say like a minute, I'm a superman. Tell yourself in the face of challenges. I'm a superman. I'm born to win. Your brothers come to you and say, I don't know. None of us have been able to go to school. We don't think anybody will go to school. Say, I will go to school. Say, ah, Chike, what is giving you that boldness? I'm a new creation. Say, Chike, me too, be new creation. Which one you they talk like saying, only you got love. Say, I believe it. Let me tell you something you may not know. For sitting here today, you will do what has never been done in the history of your family. You will have what has never been had in the history of your family. You will go where no one in your family history has ever gone. Can I get a believing amen? Celebrate Jesus for a moment. Tell someone, I'm a superman. Yeah. You were a superman. We said the other day that a superman is someone who has greater strength, ability, intelligence more than other men. You see that? You have intelligence more than other men. Hallelujah. We also said a superman is a person of extraordinary or superhuman power or achievements. That's a superman. See? You need to know that. And let this, this truth govern your thinking. First John 4 verse 17. 1 John 4 verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is. Now, when the Lord gave me the scripture many years ago, it changed my life. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. He says, so are we in heaven. In other words, as he is right now, Whatever he has in him that makes him what he is right now is in me. That means what I carry in me is not any less than what he has in him. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Do you believe it? Then say, as he is, so am I in this world. Sure, as he is, so am I in this world. The Christian has the wisdom of God available to him. The Christian, this new Superman, he has the wisdom of God available to him. What is wisdom? Wisdom is divine intelligence. Wisdom is divine intelligence. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, but we have the mind of Christ. 2.16, but we have the mind of Christ. 
Then 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says that Christ has made unto us wisdom from God. Say wisdom from God. Give it to me in the ESV. The ESV. Look at this. It says, it says, because of him you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God. So when Christ is in you, wisdom came into you. Say, I have wisdom in me. Say it again, I have wisdom in me. NLT, NLT, New Living Translation. It says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Say, I'm united with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, look at this. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. You see that? So Christ is wisdom. When Christ comes into you, wisdom comes into you. Say, I have the wisdom of God. Say it again. Say, I have the wisdom of God. One more time. I have the wisdom of God. Celebrate Jesus for a moment, please. That means as a Christian, no one amongst us is stupid. You see that? No one amongst us is stupid because you are united with wisdom himself. Christ is the embodiment of divine wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks. Let's read the last part together. I want to go. Christ the power of God and what? And the wisdom of God. So when Christ comes into you, what came into you? When Christ came into you, what came into you? If Christ is in you, say, I have the wisdom of God. Say it again, I have the wisdom of God. So every child of God has wisdom in him. In Colossians 2, 2 to 3. Colossians 2, 2 to 3. I want to read you something. Look at this. It says, To their that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement, that word is epignosis, of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Then he uses a semicolon. In other words, what comes next is tied to what he just said, Christ. Verse 3. In whom... I heed all the treasures of what? So where are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? In Christ, right? Okay, now I want you to see this. If all the wisdom, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge is in Christ, and Christ is in you, where are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? No Christian is stupid. You're getting ahead of your peers. Amen. You're getting ahead of your peers. Amen. You will amaze the world by the wisdom of God through your life. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Say amen. amen. Tell your neighbor the word of God is working. Is it working for you? Yes. Tell your neighbor I have the wisdom of God. It says, in whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The word knowledge is the Greek word gnosis. It refers to all the body of knowledge. Spiritual, physical, scientific, biological. It says, all of them are in Christ. Think about that. And Christ is now in you. 
Today, I announce over you, based on the word of God, that your days of confusion are over. Everywhere you find yourself, you will know what to do. Everywhere you find yourself, you will know what to do. Everywhere you find yourself, you will know what to do. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Celebrate Jesus, please. Are you all there? Tell anybody the wisdom of God is in me. Tell someone else the wisdom of God is in me. Is it in you? If it's in you, say amen. Yes, it's in you. It's in you. Say it's in me. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians 3, 9 to 10. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world I may hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which you propose in Christ Jesus. He says, God, he wants to show a side of himself that even angels did not know through the church. Give me verse, nine and, verse 10 and 11. 10 and 11 because of time. Look at this. Message translation, MSG. It says, true Christians like yourselves gathered in churches this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about how even among the angels. Do you know angels come to service to learn? Some of them are here today. See, they, they, they have the wisdom of the Almighty and some of them are behaving like this. Are you all there? New Living Translation, read Amplified last, NLT. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in his, in his rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. See, hear me. You are a walking, how would I call it now? Laboratory of wisdom. You, this you I'm looking at here. See, Apostle, I, I did not pass my exam. You did not activate what you had. God doesn't judge you by your exam. He judges you by himself. Because he sees himself in you. Then he writes in his word, as I am, so you are. As he is. You are not your exam. Are you following me? You are not your family history. You are who God says you are. Are you following me? Look at the neighbor and say, I'm smart. Smart, smart, smart. Yeah, smart. <laughs> Can you read this for me? Apostle, I know no book. I know no. No, not you. You go home and say, Holy Spirit, I just saw in your word in church today that I have wisdom and even angels seek to learn from me. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, here I am. I choose to believe your word. Do a work in me, Father. Let this wisdom begin to express itself.